0: Most industries are crowded. Everybody looks very similar. And if there is something unique about you, that superpower actually should be translated into a benefit to the customer. And if you can do that, then you really have the opportunity to create differentiated value and get more business. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen.
1: Real quick, everybody, we've got a Be That Lawyer Live, Coach's Corner, coming up on December 9th at 10 a.m. Central Time. We've got the amazing Sharon V., Steve Seckler, David Ackert, and Gary Johnson, all of whom have been on my show, to answer your toughest legal business development questions, and we'd love for you to come and join us at that time. You can either email me directly at steve at or check out the show notes below for the Eventbrite invitation. Hope to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I am your host, Steve Fretson, as the announcer mentioned and I hope you're having a terrific day. Listen, we've got an amazing show for you today. I've got Josh Whitting in the wings, who's going to be an incredible interview today. How are you
0: doing, Josh? Hey, I'm doing really well, Steve. Thanks for having you me. Like that?
1: Do you like that pressure I just put on you?
0: Yeah, <laughs> right but it's true. it's true.
1: Okay. So if you don't impress everybody, it's going to come back to haunt you. I'm just letting you know yeah. that right now. Yeah. But listen, you guys know this show. It's all about helping you be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. And um, you know, today we're going to be talking a lot about um what Josh does and how unique it is in the space. And my hope is that you walk away with just a little different mindset about how you can establish yourself as a disruptor and coming up with something unique that can, you know, just change the way you're viewed amongst the sea of lawyers that you're, you know, sort of in the middle of. So obviously want to take a moment to thank the sponsors. We've got Practice Panther, we've got Money Penny and Legalese all helping you to be more efficient with your time and get up to date on technology. So check out their ad, their giveaways later in the show. Josh, we've got a a quote of the show that I think is really interesting. Never waste a good crisis. And that's a Winston Churchill, right?
0: Yep, that's exactly right. And what uh, the heck does that mean? Yeah, so (laughs) this is a quote that I live by. You know, there's a lot of bad stuff that happens to all of us uh, in our personal life, in our professional life. And we can look at those losses as losses and stay on the mat, or we can actually look at those as opportunities. And I think there's a really amazing mindset, that if you look at prices as opportunities, that there's actually lemonade that you can make out of lemons. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been especially good at throughout my career is taking kind of hard knocks and translating them directly into opportunities that I wouldn't have found had those hard knocks not come.
1: Yeah, I think it's what we need to do for our kids, too. Like, you know, if it's too easy for them, that's why they're growing up and not understanding that life is hard. And so I think, you know, when my son just lost his retainer for the second time in like four days, I'm first of all, he's paying for the replacement, which is not cheap. Second of all, I scheduled a meeting for him to go to his orthodontist on a Saturday at 8 a.m. He sleeps till like 11 on Saturday. So he's getting a double hit. But he just texted me that it was all his fault and he feels really bad about it. So, I mean, these are little things, but I think without failure, there's no learning. We have to fail. We have to get up. So I really appreciate that quote. And Josh Swadron, you are the CEO and founder of Mighty. And I'd love for you to talk about Mighty, but first, you know, share your background and kind of how you got into the legal space.
0: Yeah. So I went to law school about 15 years ago, graduated, barred in three states, uh, practiced lightly, but immediately was drawn more to the business world. And one of the amazing things about founding a legal technology company, uh, which is what I've done over the past uh, decade is being able to combine you know, two of my both educational, but also interests, which are law and business. And so for the last 10 years, I have been in and around legal technology, uh, most recently as the founder of Mighty.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that lawyers who get into legal, you know, maybe don't realize it, maybe they do, that there's so many opportunities for them to diversify. If they're not happy, you know, billing hours all day and they want to mix it up, there's business development, there's marketing, and there's also helping someone run a business and scale a business and being a part of that and not just being an in-house counsel, but being a part owner and like actually building something. So um, is that kind of what your thought was? You just kind of like really, you could utilize your legal background in solving problems in the law to help build a build a business?
0: Yeah, well, I think for, first you're, you're 100% right. I mean, every business needs lawyers. Arguably, businesses need lawyers more than they've ever needed them. But certainly, if your business is actually law-related, like Mighty's is, it's it's even kind of a double benefit to have a lawyer that understands not only the legal aspects of running a business, but when the product is legal or disrupting legal, um, it's especially compelling.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's something I'm I'm interested in getting deeper in with you. Give me your be that lawyer tipping point, just sort of kind of leading up to where, you know, where you are now. And I want, you know, share a little bit about Mighty as well.
0: Yeah. So Mighty over the past few years has been primarily a B2B software that is used by personal injury lawyers to run their businesses more efficiently. And it was a compliment, or it is a compliment, people's case management systems. And it saved lawyers roughly $100 million in the the last 12 months. We had an opportunity to double down on that software about a year ago, but it would have cost consumers uh, even more than they pay personal injury lawyers today. And that's because we had the opportunity to launch a product where the lawyers would have paid us a lot of money but they would have then passed that cost on to consumers out of their settlement. And we decided not to do it. Uh, And instead what we decided to do was actually go one further and compete with our own customers, the personal injury lawyers, and launch a consumer offering where we've partnered with Mighty Law, which is an affiliated but independently owned law firm in order to give consumers who are injured in accidents A different service than they get today by calling a lawyer that they see on the billboards.
1: Okay, so you guys have your own kind of your own jam now, and so instead of working with personal injury attorneys, you're now competitive to them and trying to offer better services to the consumer. And I think what that suggests is that there's some disruption there, which we'll get into in a moment. the The first kind of way I want to go or question I want to ask is really what's happened where. I'm driving down the highway and it's one billboard after another after another and then I come home and I throw on cable I don't even watch commercials anymore but if I do when I'm up in like Milwaukee right it's you know not better call Saul what is it it's uh, one call that's all it's this guy up in Milwaukee he's got this great tagline but it's billboards it's TV and it's just constant so so what's happening in the in the in the US with lawyers and advertising
0: Yeah so I think There's a few elements that play in personal injury. One of those elements is everybody wants to compete for business, obviously. But what's unique about personal injury is that the elements that most companies compete on, which are things like price, service level and quality, transparency, those don't get competed on in personal injury. Everyone has the exact same price. Everyone charges 33% pre-suit. 40% 40% post-suit. People, personal jewelers don't compete on services. You know, they, they don't offer a wide range of services. They just help people file their lawsuit. Everyone has the same level of transparency, which is like they try and follow the ABA rules as strictly as possible, no more, no less. And so by not competing on any of those elements, what they instead decide to compete on is Marketing. Who can scream the loudest? Who can hold the most dangerous looking weapon in their? <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons is that the entire industry is conditioned to be different in marketing. And if you've been to a personal injury conference, and I've been to many, it's actually fascinating how almost all of the sessions are about marketing and getting more leads. And very few of them are about the practice of law and how to actually offer a better service to your clients. So I think that that's one element. I think the other element is it is incredibly expensive to get uh, access to people who are injured in a direct response way. So if somebody searches on Google, "I am looking for a personal injury lawyer," you'll have personal injury lawyers that pay you know five hundred dollars for one of those clicks, uh, which is you know astronomical. So people try and get in front of potential. Claimants all the time, and one of the easiest ways of doing that is creating awareness through billboards or TV commercials or, or bus stops, and uh, and so I think that those are the kind of two dynamics at play.
1: Okay, got it, got it. So what's the so is is that sort of how the PI space is sort of broken in the sense that instead of them competing on service and quality and results, it's it's a marketing play. That's like pure and simple. Is that the Key element that's broken, or
0: are there other pieces? Well, I think that is a symptom. Okay. And I think it's a really good question. There are, I would say the biggest problem in personal injury today is that lawyers' incentives are misaligned with the incentives of their clients. And the biggest reason for that is that. Most clients don't know and aren't educated about what to look for, how to shop, how to compare two lawyers against each other. And as a result, lawyers know that no matter if they raise their price or lower their price, their conversion rate will be the same. So why not raise the price? If the conversion rate's not going to decrease when I lower my price, might as well keep it high, right? And the lawyers, as a result, have developed a bunch of practices that in any normal industry would never fly, but in personal injury have not only survived, but even thrived. And it's the result of clients not being, holding the lawyers accountable for these bad practices and bad incentives. Okay. So I think that's the big problem in personal injury and how to solve it. Well let's
1: let's take it maybe even one step deeper, which is kind of what are the the attorneys that are spending millions on TV and Billboard and Pay per Click, et cetera? It, what is it that they don't want the consumer to know? What are they are they hiding something? Is it since they're you know they're not being as transparent as I think what you're doing, which we'll get into in a minute? Yeah. Is that kind of the big the big deal that what are they hiding?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, there's tons of things. I mean You know, we talked about billboards. One thing they're hiding is they put these big numbers on billboards. We've won our clients $40 million. One thing they're hiding is the fact that number is the gross settlement and clients get the net settlement. So they're hiding the fact that the client actually has to pay the lawyer's fee, the medical costs, the financing costs, uh, case costs. Um, I mean, the client actually gets far less than that number. And one of the reasons they hide it is because they are scared that if they tell the client the net number, the client's going to say, oh, that's not worth my time to pursue. Um, And it's the lawyers in financial interest to obviously have as many clients pursue cases as possible. Another thing that they hide is, you know, you sometimes see Morgan & Morgan with these uh, billboards that say it's free. Well, they're hiding the fact that Morgan is only taking cases that are highly likely to win. And at any point after they've taken the case that they think it's not going to win, they'll drop the client, which, you know, it certainly doesn't sound free to me.
1: Well, and also if you think about the, you know, like if I'm paying a lawyer 500 an hour, that might seem like a lot. And if I need them for 100 hours, that might seem like a real lot. But if it's a big settlement and, you know, the lawyer makes 5 million and I make 5 million or 3 million, whatever the number comes out. You know, that lawyer didn't work that much harder for $5 million than he did for $500,000. It just, that's really where I think there's a disconnect for me. Not for that sure. I don't think everybody can win in that scenario, but it's a huge windfall. For, and that's why, you know, you could say, hey, well, the PI lawyers are taking the risk of working for free to get, you know, through that year, two or three, five, whatever conclusion. But I still think that, that you know, if you look at it from that perspective of like what we pay for things, it can seem a little out of whack too.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I think that's a really great point. I think maybe to say your point back to you, contingency, you hear a lot of lawyers talk about how by being on contingency, they're giving a gift to the world and they're, you know, it's access to justice. What they don't want to tell you, another secret, is that lawyers make more money not in spite of contingency but because of contingency. And the contingency model has actually been a boon to many personal injury lawyers who would not make nearly as much money if they were just charging hourly uh, for the same exact work.
1: Did you know that 36% of potential clients would take their business elsewhere if they had a bad call experience? Roll out the red carpet for your callers and website visitors with experienced and professional Moneypenny receptionists. Our awesome team, super powered by technology, will get to know your business inside out so they can answer calls and respond to web chats exactly as if part of your team. Start your free trial by quoting the name Fretson and get started today with Moneypenny. With the help of Practice Panther, our office is more efficient than ever. We now provide an even higher level of service to our clients. I've collaborated with Practice Panther for years, and I'm always hearing from happy customers just like that one. Practice Panther wants to save you up to eight hours every week, and I want to save you money. All my listeners can get an exclusive discount, 50% off your first three months. Learn how your firm can boost productivity with automated workflows, custom intake, and native e-payments by visiting practicepanther.com that lawyer to discover more and claim this deal. LegalEase Marketing is not your traditional marketing vendor. Instead, we're a true fractional CMO that helps you save time and spend your money the right way to build the practice of your dreams. We help through the entire process, from customizing your intake system to driving leads and even getting more reviews afterwards. Schedule your free call at LegalEaseMarketing.com. Well, there's a reason that that some firms have you know, legal or advertising spends of 5, 10, 20 plus million a yeah. year. And other lawyers would hear that and go, I don't want to spend 10,000 on a website, but there's people, well, why are they spending that money? Well, because they've got a machine that's, they, right. they, that's proven out and they know that they can get you know, their pick of the litter on cases. One thing I wanted to ask you about, Josh, was about your business as a disruption to the industry. And I want to hear about that and I think we're we're picking up on that as we go here, and then I'd like you to kind of teach a little bit here, if you would, about what lawyers should be thinking about to be disruptors in their space, regardless of what practice area it's in. You know, if you're in a room with a hundred attorneys that do the same thing, how do you stand out, and how can you come up with an angle that's going to help you to be more successful versus just being just one of the crowd
0: yeah, so the first Mighty and Mighty Law are an alternative for somebody injured calling a billboard lawyer. And the thing that we've done that's very different than any personal injury law firm that we've seen is we sat down and we made a list of every bad incentive that a law firm, personal injury law firm has. And the Mighty Law lawyers have agreed to a code of conduct That is unlike anything that exists in PI today that addresses each one of those bad incentives and tries to turn it on its head. So let's give one example, which is actually the example that you brought up, Steve, which is that lawyers typically charge the exact same contingency fee percentage, whether the case settles for $500,000 or $5 million. But A $5 million case is not typically 10 times the work as a $500,000 case. So the lawyer shouldn't be paid 10 times the amount. And so at Mighty Law, part of the code of conduct is that as the settlement value goes up, the contingency fee that the Mighty Law lawyer charges goes down. And that's one example of how we've taken this bad incentive and we've turned it on its head. But there's many others. We advertise differently. We make referrals differently by actually refunding part of the referral fee that Mighty Law lawyers make back to the client, because we think that referral fees are a windfall in a lot of cases. There are disclosures related to referring to medical providers, because there's a conflict where lawyers make more money often the the more medical treatment consumers get. So there's a bunch of things that Mighty Law has done to differentiate ourselves. And we're really kind of proud of all of those changes. And just a a one-second plug, because I know a lot of your listeners are lawyers themselves, is Mighty Law is also building a national network of lawyers, uh, both full-time and part-time. So if there are any lawyers listening that uh, are intrigued by Mighty Law and potentially want to get involved, I know that uh, Mighty Law is, is is hiring and expanding.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great to put that out there because your model sounds like it's built on integrity and it's built on disrupting an area that, you know, maybe is, is still functioning a little, a little bit in the past in some ways. So you figured out sort of an angle to disrupt and to be different in a space that's very crowded with the same what would you say to attorneys that that are, let's say it's an estate planning attorney, or let's say that it's a PI or a, an IP attorney doing intellectual property, surrounded by competitors all day, every day, trying to compete for the same business. What are some th- things that you talk about as it relates to differentiation and, and finding that kind of that unique branding statement or angle?
0: Yeah, well, I think I think unique is the right way of looking at it. I think what we did is we looked to ourselves and tried to take our advantages and what was unique about us and extend that to our offering and our customers. So the thing that was unique about us is we're really good at building technology and our technology has saved personal injury lawyers, as I said, over $100 million. But what we noticed was that none of those personal injury lawyers were taking that money that was saved through technology and innovation and passing it on to their customers. And we said, well, if we could use our software ourselves and we saved ourselves money versus a traditional personal injury lawyer, what would happen if we actually did pass that money on and we were able to charge clients less than a traditional personal injury lawyer? That would differentiate us. But really, we aren't necessarily making any less money because we've found that we are more efficient on the operational side through technology than the average law firm. And therefore, we can actually afford to give consumers lower prices, better terms, more transparency. Yeah. And we leaned into what we were good at and made that relatable to the customer. And so I think the advice that I would give people is like most industries are crowded. Everybody looks very similar. And if there is something unique about you, that superpower actually should be translated into a benefit to the customer. And if you can do that, then you really have the opportunity to create differentiated value and get more business.
1: Yeah. And I was thinking about, you know, lowering rates. Is that a differentiator? No, I think that might be a race to the bottom. I think that that efficiency for savings is a good one. That's a sticky one. And I think people have to really uh, to think about a their superpower. I agree with that. Like, what are they better at than everybody? And that's important. And then the other thing is, maybe there's a if you see everybody swimming one way and you can swim another, and 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 test it out. You don't have to buy into things day one. You can test something out for three to six months and talk yep. to people about it and see what their feelings are and try it out on some prospective clients or whatever it might be. And that could be, you know, something I, I'm working on infomercials and positioning statements with clients all the time. And, you know, it's not easy to figure that out, right? Especially if you've been doing something a long time. But I think we have to, to look at things, maybe even getting some outside help. I mean, that's, I'm not a branding guy. Like, that's not my job. I enjoy that. I enjoy the creativ- creativity of it. I mean, creating infomercials, but, you know, you might be that lawyer people have heard me talk about, you know, I didn't come up with that. I needed a marketing eyes from the outside to come in and look at me. And what are you all about, Fretson? Well, I'm all about helping lawyers to be that lawyer, right? They're like, Well, you know, I didn't say that, they said that, but I, I was like, yeah, yeah, that works. That's it. They nailed it. So yeah, any other kind of final thoughts on on ideas to differentiate or to figure out how to how to separate?
0: I do think that, you know, that one of my a different quote that I really like is that we spend, the quote is, we spend our entire lives trying to find the thing in ourselves that the common passerby will learn within the first five minutes of meeting us. And so I think the search for what is different and unique is often hard uh, in an insular way, meaning we can't look to ourselves and figure out those answers. And so if people are open to Getting help, finding a coach, finding a mentor, finding a friend who will help them do that exploration. And it might by, by the way be hard, meaning it might actually be something that is ugly. That's actually incredibly valuable. and I re- really recommend that sort of exploration for people.
1: Yeah, and even um, talking to your clients, like just, hey, you know you you hired me and we had a great experience together. You've told me on a number of occasions. You know why did you hire me what What did you find about me and my firm that was you know that's separated from the pack or that you just that you that you felt would be the right solution for you? You do that ten times and you start hearing the same thing over and over again. You know you might want to lean into that and figure out like what it is like I'll give you a quick example. There's a labor and employment firm that assessed their clients and figured out that responsiveness was the number one thing that mattered to them and They leaned into that and and they became the most responsive labor and employment firm in Chicago on their website, on their business cards, on their infomercials, everything. And they got a lot of movement from that because they realized that no one else was willing to talk about how responsive they could be. So these are the kinds of things that the creative side of running a law practice that we have to really, you know, figure out, you know, either sometimes it hits you like lightning and sometimes it's like a slow drip on your forehead and you got to, you know, take a year of it before it, before it sticks.
0: Well, I think you actually tapped into something else that is important to note, which is whatever that thing is, it's important that you are authentic. Yeah, And that person found responsiveness as a selling point, not because they did a market test, but because that's actually what they embodied in their culture and in their service. And if you can combine those two, it's a, it, it's incredibly powerful. And a lot of people, I think, just search for the like, What's the thing that's converting a little bit better, even if it's inauthentic to them? And that might work in the short term, but it rarely works in the long term.
1: Yeah. Well, Josh, really great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Let's talk about your game-changing book. And I'm gonna, I said it to you wrong when we spoke earlier. And it's The Upside of Stress. And is there an upside to stress? What's, who's, who wrote that book?
0: I can't tell you who wrote it. Oh, okay. There's only one of them. So uh, if you go on Amazon, you'll you'll find it instantly. Okay. It's a social science book, and it's actually really fascinating. We as Americans are conditioned to believe that stress is bad. Stress causes a lot of disease and peril in our lives. And the book actually does a 180 on that perception of stress. And the key conclusion to it is that there's actually three mindsets related to stress. There's stress for people who think it's unhealthy for you. There's stress for people who think neither stress is good nor bad. And then there's people like me now who think of stress as actually positive. And what they found was that your actual body physically changes in how you perceive stress. So in a really fascinating study in the book they looked at housekeepers who cleaned hotel rooms and they found that they had tons of aches and pains in their body and that they were physically very worn down because of the jobs that they were doing. They brought control group of these housekeepers into a one-day seminar where they explained to them that the work that they were doing actually helped build strength in their bodies. And that when they did this work, they should actually think of it as a form of exercise and a form of a health uh, positivity, not as a like job that is going to wear them down.
1: Yeah, backbreaking back work. That,
0: that's right. And they went back to that control group, or sorry, rather they went back to that group that they had that message to three months later, and they found that they were actually uh, their blood pressure went down. Their like other objective results went down just by that one day of education. Yeah. So there's also evidence, sorry to keep going on, on the book, but <laughs> Good book. There, there, there's also evidence to show that we actually perform better when we're under stress um, and it brings out more creativity. So anyway, I recommend the book to people, but it, I, the, one of the reasons I like it is because I think it is a counterintuitive book entitled most people, and I think it also changes. At least, has changed my mentality in a very fundamental way.
1: Well, there aren't a lot of books that I hear about that I immediately want to go buy and read. And this is one that I think I'm going to pick up. It's uh, Kelly McGonagall 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 Kelly McGonagall. Wow, what a tough name for me to say. But I think for Lloyd for me, you know, I'm reading it for me. But I think also because it might be something I want to share with my with my clients because many yeah. of them are highly stressed, you know, billing huge hours. They got to do the BD. You know, I, I have to, you know, claw them off the wall occasionally, you know, play play a, a, you know, armchair therapist for them. But Josh, thanks so much for being on the show and sharing your wisdom. I think what you're doing is really interesting and disruptive to the, to, you know, to a market that's definitely saturated. And, uh, and again, it might, might open up some eyes that there's some other ways of doing things versus just the traditional way that it's been done. So really good stuff, man. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having me, Steve.
1: Yeah. And hey, everybody, thank you for spending time with Josh and I today. I found it fascinating and interesting and fun and you know, and all that. So hopefully you did too. And again, if you want to get in touch with Josh, what's, uh, what's the digits, Josh, if they want to hear more about Mighty and they want to, whether it's join your team or whether it's just learn more about it or send people your way or whatnot.
0: So uh, I am convinced that we have the best domain name in all of law. So you can just go to Mighty.com. And my email is js at money.com. Anyone who's listening is free to email me directly and uh, I'll respond and, uh, and hook them up with someone on our careers team or anything else they need. And, or if somebody knows someone who gets injured, you know, I think we can help, we can help them and, and we work all across the country.
1: Yeah, very cool, man. Well, listen, everybody, thank you for spending some time again today. And again, helping you be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Take care, everybody, be safe and be well. We'll talk again soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show
1: notes.